0: to episode five of the family movie night podcast where we want to help you and your family have better conversations around the content you consume my name is nathan and i am joined as always by my fantastic co-host uh the greatest postal worker i know uh mr donnie dorsey how are you doing donnie
1: just trying to deliver happiness
0: that's right just mr just join joy and happiness in your tiny short shorts that's all it takes sometimes and of course uh, our our second uh, co-host here uh, my good friend Mr. Sawyer Hewlett the greatest Santa I've ever known
2: yeah, that is that is definitely not not a funny joke because I would I would kill for that beard, but uh, but yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not holding my breath on that. So well,
0: that's that's the way it works, I, you know. <laughs> and then of course I am uh, the jolly fat man himself, and uh, we are so glad to uh, have you guys joining in with us. First, but Donnie, what do we actually do on this podcast?
1: Well, on the podcast, we encourage every family at Community Christian Church to have a monthly movie night to help you and your children build memories, start conversations that will actually matter. So the goal of our family ministry is to help you raise your children to love Jesus and his way of life. So above all other things, we know that critical to that is for you to have a routine, regular time of connection and to have some shared experiences that will help you build stronger relationships.
0: And movie nights are a great opportunity to do that because movies are not only an easy way to share laughter and joy together and even sometimes things like fear and sadness in a safe environment, but they give us a chance to talk about what matters most to us in a way that is meaningful and memorable with our children. On this podcast, we not only recommend that you just share movies that you uh, could watch with your children on a monthly movie night, but we also wanna give you some ideas of meaningful conversations you could have with your children during or after the movie. Uh, Today, we are actually talking about a great film that is available on Netflix, 2019's Klaus. But before we get to that, Sawyer, tell them what else they need to know about this podcast.
2: Yeah, I just want to remind you guys to uh, like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And uh, you can follow us on Facebook. And if you're a parent who calls Community Christian your home, uh, we have a lot more helpful content available for you, available on our parent Facebook group. Uh, All you have to do is go to our Facebook page, uh, click on the tab that says Groups, and find the Community Kids Parent Group. If you click the Join Group button, you'll get regular updates about events for your family around the church, as well as articles, videos, and content that will help encourage and inspire you as a parent as you raise your children to love Jesus. We hope to see you
0: there. And as always, the point of this podcast It's not to add another thing to your list of things as a parent that you feel guilty about not doing. We want to make it easier for you and your kids to enjoy being together. We just want to make it easier to be at home and being together as a family so that you can build memories and have these conversations that matter. So throughout our conversation today, we just want to remember that we're just trying to have fun and we want to help you think through some simple and easy ways to share your love of Jesus with your kids. So. Let's get to it. Let's talk about this. I'm just going to go ahead and and I'm I'm not even going to bury the lead here. Let's talk about this fantastic movie. Just absolutely fantastic. Uh, came out in 2019 on Netflix. Um, it is hand drawn animation, which you don't get to see much anymore these days. Um, And I think that's, I'm not not an old man that's, like, screaming at the sky. Uh, (laughs) I understand. It's it's the, I love computer animation as well, but every so often you get to see hand-drawn animation and there's something beautiful about it. Uh, Donnie, what what were your thoughts just about this movie, getting to watch it?
1: I mean, I just, I mean, I sat down and watched it with the kids and I just, like, like you said, I love the animation. Like, it just, there's something about the character of it, like, that when you see the hand-drawn, like, animations. Like, and, like, everything about it, like, it takes you on a trip. Like it just takes you on this full journey. Like whether it's just like the way you're thinking about certain things or like, like emotional moments. Like, cause like I can almost, I feel very confident saying you will very much get emotionally connected to the movie at least a quarter of the way through because it just, it captivates you. Like it brings you in. Like you feel less like a fly on the wall and more like kind of like a, a person of the town.
0: uh sawyer what are your thoughts man i totally agree with what you said donnie yeah i I agree donnie
2: i i loved pretty much everything about this movie from the animation to the story i i really love this story this is a story that i was i was not expecting to be told like when i watch a christmas movie i kind of expect a very predictable plot that's good not necessarily like a bad thing a little plot or that it's like you know a safe plot this honestly gets dark at moments and i'm not saying that it's not kid friendly because it totally is but this is not a um it doesn't shy away from talking about difficult issues for children in particular um and and we're going to get into a lot more of that stuff but uh, i mean also i mean the animation is so crisp i i cannot recommend this movie enough like it is a hundred percent just checks all the boxes so yeah
0: this uh this movie is uh, directed by Sergio Pablos. I'm hoping I'm saying that correctly. This is his first movie uh directing but uh, and I found this very interesting. I think this is a lot to do with his uh, hand-drawn animation. I looked this up a little before. He worked with um, the animation department of Disney Studios in Paris uh, and he was a character designer on a goofy movie the which is a fantastic movie he worked on that he worked on tarzan hunchback of notre dame treasure planet some of the last hand-drawn animation movies they did in case you don't know um i believe treasure planet was the movie that shut down the hand-drawn animation department of uh disney animation that that movie came out um uh and it shut it down. They had two other movies that came out afterwards, Home on the Range and uh, Brother Bear. Lilo and Stitch may have been before that, but one of those, those are all kind of in that they all get shut down. They say we're only gonna do computer animation. And Disney Animation has not done any hand-drawn animation, I think, since Home on the Range, which was already in production at that point. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he he ends up working on Despicable Me and some other kind of stuff, but finally gets his chance to direct this movie. And I will say he had a co-director on this movie. I'm trying to look that up. Uh Carlos Martinez Lopez, uh, helped him on this movie. And certainly that may not be interesting to everyone else, all the behind the scenes, but let me tell you briefly what the movie's about. Uh, cause I'm going to guess neither one of you had saw this movie before I suggested we do it. Right.
1: No, I think I saw it recommended at one point, but I didn't actually watch it. And like I said, I'm I'm glad I got the chance to watch it cause this definitely will be part of the, (laughs) the Christmas watching experience.
0: So I think probably a lot of parents haven't seen this. So I'll kind of briefly give you a synopsis uh, and we're going to try really hard not to spoil too much of this because I think a lot of people haven't seen the ending, um, but it's pretty traditional. You can probably figure most of it out. Mm -hmm. Um, But the film is about a Jesper Johansson or Johansson. I can't remember how they pronounced it, but he's a lazy, spoiled son of the royal postmaster general. Uh, and his dad basically ends up sending him away to, I guess, just teach him how to. He's because he's spoiled. He's trying to teach him hard work. He's trying to teach him how to actually care for things and care for. I don't know whether he cares about it, he cares for people or not, but he's spoiled. He doesn't care about anybody. He gets sent to this town on an island uh, to set up a um, to set up a post office, and he has to get. Do y'all remember? Is it like six six yes. yes, thousand six hundred letters? Yeah, six thousand. 6,000 letters uh, yeah. in circulation, and then he can come back home, and that's kind of his goal. But when he gets to this town, it's dark, it's dreary. Not only that, there's basically two warring families, like a Hatfield and McCoy situation, and literally there's like a time of the day where a bell goes off, and they just start attacking each other. Yep. And he <laughs> he's there. Um, uh, R- R- Rashida Jones plays a teacher who is there and is kind of hopeless. She came there in hopes of trying to like enliven these kids life but then has now just gotten sucked into uh the despair and the hopelessness of nothing's going to get better everyone fights he starts trying to get this stuff going it doesn't well then he finds on the outskirts of town there's a man uh who is who makes toys uh and who is basically a stand-in for santa claus and the film itself is kind of like a here's the real story behind the the myth of santa claus kind of thing so um that's basically the premise of the film is him working with this this clause nick Claus, to uh or klaus to to uh he basically gets um children to write letters to this man asking him to send toys klaus is such a um kind-hearted man, he starts making the toys, delivering them, and then there's a lot of funny things happen. I don't want to get too much into all of that, but... uh, all right. so let's get into kind of how to talk about this movie. So, all three of us would highly recommend... We might even beg you to watch this with your kids, because I just think your kids... My kids loved it. They were laughing. They were... I mean, they were just...
1: Donnie, your kids were into it? Oh, they were definitely into it. Like, they... Like, I had to pause it halfway through, like, because we watched it, like, sometime earlier in the morning of the day, and, like, it was before lunch and they were like as soon as i said hey i'm gonna go back and watch it they were like running to go see it because they were just so they were so invested yeah and they were asking a lot of good questions about it too i
2: would even recommend this for like the older kids like i think a teenager would get a lot out of this
0: yes oh i totally agree i think i think you would just enjoy i mean well look sawyer's a single dude he watched it on his own and he liked it so (laughs) yeah
1: It covers so a full go. gamut of the family. Like it, it really is something yeah. that you can literally just throw on and every member of the household should be able to connect with the movie in some way.
0: And I would think, I'll say this, my kids don't, they already don't. I, well, I don't know if I should say, I don't know. if I, We don't know who our audience is yet. So I'm just going to say our, our kids don't do the jolly red man thing. I'll say that they don't, they don't do that. Uh, so obviously it wasn't a thing, but I would say even if your kids do, and that's a thing you and your family do, I don't think this would ruin it by any means because it's not, it's very much in the vein of like, this is, this is another story that isn't, it's very similar to that. I mean, Donnie, what do you think?
1: I think it definitely, um, like I can't, it goes exactly what you're saying is that I don't think it dispels any of the, um, the magic of it, so to speak. Right. Um, I think if anything, it humanizes it a little bit more. Which mm-hmm. I think helps to make it a little bit more, like, connectable. Like yeah. I said, I mean, because, like, my kids are not, like, so used to, like, sending letters and things like that and all those things. So learning that, hey, there are different communication styles than just a text or a video call, right. you know, that you can express things through, you know, drawings or with, a, like, just, talk, like, sending a letter. So Yeah.
0: All right, so let's talk about some of the themes of this movie and how you could have a conversation about it with your kids. Um, Donnie brought up something right off the bat, and I kind of brought this up, but I want to I want to just kind of reset this for it. Basically, the the kind of central rub of the film, the problem that gets solved is this guy's lying to Klaus to kind of get him to deliver presents. While that's happening, the town actually starts to get better. Like the kids start to um be nicer and kinder because he convinces them. Uh, once again, not for altruistic reasons, for reasons of getting these uh, postcards in circulation, Uh, he sees Klaus as a way of getting the postcards, him to accomplish his mission. He starts telling the kids, uh, well, Klaus is only going to bring you coal if you're naughty, so you need to start being nice. And so the kids suddenly start being nice to each other, which then makes some of the adults start being nice to each other. And there's these two families That their whole livelihoods are set about uh, trying to destroy each other and keep this animosity and conflict going. They are trying to shut down Klaus because they don't want that to happen. And what Donnie brought up, which is a good conversation we could have with our kids, is this idea that adults and maybe as parents sometimes, we pass on these negative perspectives to our kids that our kids are affected by our biases or our n- conflicts or our negative thoughts. Donnie, why don't you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, cuz I think um the the movie definitely touches on those things because a lot of the reasons why the kids have do the things they do is not necessarily because they want to. It's because their parents have done it for so long that they've basically instilled these I, I, I use this term loosely like values into the children of like, Hey, this is just what we do. And we don't like X, Y, Z, this other family because of these reasons, but they're often just historical reasons. And so when you introduce, you know, um, Jesper, um, you know, that's the idea. Wait, am I right? Yeah. Jesper. Yeah. Um, you, when you introduce Jesper, it's like the idea of, uh, "Hey, here's this other person that comes in." Like you said, not for altruistic re- reasons of any sort. Um, he comes in, and just through small things that he does and just interactions, it slowly starts to break those negative things that the that the kids have been taught from their parents because they just assumed well, hey, this is my mom and dad, or this is my grandpa, or whatever connection it is, what they're telling me is 100% correct, and it's exactly how things should be. And so they've never really questioned it. And so I think a lot of times, like us as parents, we definitely have that impact. And sometimes through our experiences, we can sometimes pass on very negative perspectives of things, because that was our experience, rather than Opening an opportunity for saying, look, here's how I encountered this particular situation. But I want you to view this through your eyes and you give me your perspective, because at least through those things, sometimes our kids will give us very different perspectives. Because we've been so caught up in that negativity or that historical knowledge that we end up just going, well, I do this because this is why I do this, because my mom did it. And my and their mom did it and their dad did it and their dad's dad did it, you know, and then they just keep passing that on, not realizing that they've lost sight of why.
0: Well, and I think I think key to what you're saying there, Donnie, is so one is it's a good way to talk about grudges with your kids like these people are just mad because they're mad. Yeah, Like the, 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 this whole conflict they tell at one point has gone back for generations. And it's like, you're not even mad because of what someone did. You're just mad because you're supposed to be mad. And whether that part can, you know, I don't know, maybe you guys have generations feuds with other (laughs) family. You have blood, you have blood obligations (laughs) to destroy another family. (laughs) But sometimes this thing you said of, sometimes you're just angry because you're angry. And sometimes you're scared because you're scared. And sometimes, and it's not because of anything in particular, but we have to do what is right, not what feels right.
1: Yeah.
0: There are things that feel right and that seem right. I think that's really good. I think the other thing that's just key, and it's not necessarily a conversation to have, but it's a good thing for parents to know, is to be careful of the kind of language you use. And I don't mean like swear words. I mean the way that you talk about things around your kids because it does do that. I remember – Having a conversation with someone uh, on staff who just said, be careful of not using fear language with your kids. Um, like saying things, making sure every conversation is not, be careful, be safe, blah, blah, blah. You know, make sure, Well, Because he said what that convinces your kids of is the world is an unsafe place and they always need to be vigilant. Uh, to protect themselves. Whereas we really want to teach our kids, you have to be wise and not make dumb decisions. And they're, obviously you need to be careful, uh, sure. but you don't necessarily have to be afraid of everything. And we may, that may not be what we're trying to instill in our kids, but the kind of language we use does say that to our kids. So I think that's a really good point. The other thing you said, Donnie, and I, want, I think this kind of dovetails into what um, Sawyer, one of his points was how the world changes which is it's these little acts of kindness and generosity. Like it's being the light, right? We can teach our kids. This is a great example. And even the animation lends to this of a darkness and light. And that Jesus says, you're the light and the light will push out the darkness. And that that's all it takes is it doesn't really take big acts to do that. It can be a small act. Just a little bit of light pushes out a lot of darkness. So Sawyer, you you were kind of hinting at that. What, what are your thoughts? How do you use this movie to have yeah. that? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think this movie. The thing is, it's such a, it's such a great opportunity to have a conversation with your kids about what the gospel is capable of doing when it shows up a place that it's not been previously is the thing. And I and I love the imagery of it. All starts with a gift is the thing. It all starts with Jesper, uh, getting begrudgingly delivering a gift to a kid, and then watching what happens when that kid receives the gift, seeing the transformation that occurs just inside that one kid is the thing. Okay. And then, you know, for his unaltruistic reasons, he begins transforming this whole town with gifts, with the gift that comes from Klaus is the thing. And it's, it's such a great opportunity to see the gift that Jesus gives us is one that can totally change your community. And, and all that you have to do is offer it. All you have to do is offer the gift and it will be accepted and it will totally change your community. It's such, it's such a good conversation you can have with your kid. Uh, at least yeah. I think so.
1: But
0: Donnie, anyway. you were shaking your head. What, what do you think?
1: Oh, I, I mean, everything. So you said, like it was spot on. I mean, I think it's, it's because I think we get caught up, like even, you know, being a parent and, and just growing up and the things we pass along to people, we we get so caught up in the big things we're like, oh, I have to, like, hey, we're going to end world hunger. That's, that's the focus. What about just feeding the person beside you? What about just, you know, connecting with the individual that you see on your commute? What about, you know, the, the individuals that you could help just with, a, like, a simple thing? Like, you know, like that gift. Like, I love that, like, getting that point of, like, that one gift. The one gift that changed the entire town was literally just done out of a desire to get something done. And then it just sprouted into this, you know, this light, you know, and it slowly just continued to grow. And I think by going with what Soria was saying, it's like, it's exactly what Jesus offers. Like if you just give that opportunity, it's like, Hey, you know what? I'm offering you this gift that was given to me. And I want you to pass this along. And naturally it's the, I love the fact that it naturally passes along. It wasn't like, Hey, you have to do this. Now you have to do this. It was just this natural progression of going, Hey, so you had, to, so that's, you got that. Wow. Cool. How'd you get that? And it becomes these conversations. Like it's not just the gift, It, it the gift stops being the focus and it becomes the relationships and the conversations and the, the connection with each other.
0: Yeah, well, I think that's I think that's huge. And what you see in the movie itself, which I think is just uh, you know, this is just the way my my brain works and how I enjoy things. I love that the town starts physically dark, like there aren't any mm-hmm. lights. You know, it's it's just a dark town. And as Donnie mentioned before we started, there's just hopelessness and despair. Um, I mean that it's it's an ugly town. It's it's foggy. No one wants to go to it. And when once he gets there, they start having reasons to to fix up the school. And they have reasons that kids want to learn education, right? They have, because they want to learn how to write their name. They want to learn how to do this. Like these little beautiful images of like these kids that are growing and changing the town is people are getting lighthearted. These people who once were keeping things to themselves, it begins with a guy giving a gift for the wrong reasons, Mm -hmm. but he did the right thing for the wrong reasons. And then suddenly people start doing things, right things for the wrong reason because yeah. they're still they're just wanting gifts, right? We talked about that to our kids of hey you you know people are doing the right thing but they're doing it for the wrong reasons. But then we actually see them change. They start doing the right things for the right reasons. Yeah. Right? You see that old man yeah. at the one point who like breaks down the fence to let the kids come play and he builds that thing and it's like yeah. the town there's so much life brought to the town that is from this. And I think that's huge to teach our kids which is um I And and, you know, Dr. King was the one who said it. Darkness doesn't drive out darkness, so it's only light can do that. And so, when you see a problem in a world, when you when when there is this conflict, when you have this anger inside of you, you're not going to get that anger out by being more angry and by acting in ways that are uh, that lead to conflict. You're going to heal that. You're going to find peace by acting peacefully. Mm -hmm. You are going to uh, experience kindness by giving kindness that it is these kind of things. And that's how things change in the world gets and our main character, this, whether it's a spoiler or not, he grows. You should expect Mm -hmm. that in the movies, the main (laughs) character, he, he stops doing, and that's kind of the central like arc of the thing. There's a point where he actually is doing the right thing for the right reasons. Yeah. And go ahead.
2: Oh, I, I just wanted to add like, like, as all this is going on, it also creates the conversation of there's also people that are going to fight against that because they're afraid of the light and mm-hmm. they want, because that happens in the movie, you know, that's the main conflict. Come the third act is the people who like the, the, uh, is that the name of the town? Uh, so, yeah. they like how it was. Okay. And there's going to be people that fight against you to change and, and, and don't give up and stuff. It's such a, such a rich movie. Yeah. Well, I
0: think, I think that's huge, uh, Sawyer of being able to say to our kids, that thing of you prepare the child for the path, not the path for the child that yep. to not tell my kids, there are people in this world who, who don't want to share. Like yep. there's this thing sometimes we say, it's like, everyone really wants to share. Not everyone does want to share. Mm-hmm. We don't all want the same things. There are people who have more and they don't want to give it to other people. Uh, and, and that idea is helpful for them to see it. There are people, they just like being bitter and they mm-hmm. like being angry. They may not like it, but they want it. They don't want to let it go. And that's an important, and we don't want to be those people.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Exactly. Because it's so because it's so easy, like, and you see that with, like, what um, Sawyer was talking about is that, like, it's so easy that they got stuck in this mindset of, like, hey, I this is just what we do and we continue on this way. And yeah. like you said, like that, that pushes against it. And that's often how it's going to be. Like, like you said, I mean, we, we live our lives and we, we want it to assume that the world is good and everything is great. But often we get confronted or with some type of negativity or something that like changes that perspective or at least dulls the sense of that perspective. Like, because... A lot of times, like the difference between being able to get through tough times is the ability to still see hope and to still see the opportunity for something better. But what happens is sometimes we dim that light, kind of like, and it kind of goes all, almost with like the animation thing is like that light gets really dimmed. But as it slowly grows, as it slowly digs in, then it's almost unable to be stopped yeah because you can i mean you can like there are gonna be po- points where like people are gonna be like hey i'm just against that and you're like you know what that doesn't mean i'm still not gonna continue to try and show you the light yeah and if you choose not to i understand but that doesn't change how i feel about you i'm still going to continue to spread this light and then you just see and so it's almost kind of funny what you think about is that the light encompassed the darkness. Like it captured it. If you look at like how the, because eventually it was like, Hey, now you're just, you're in the middle of it. So you're either going to have to fight harder to keep the darkness or you're going like, you're going to get to the point where you're going to go, you know what? Maybe this isn't how I want to do this. Maybe this, yeah. maybe this darkness that I've lived in for so long is not a you know, thing. And I think that's an important thing with the kid for teaching kids is that having that conversation of, don't lose hope just because things don't go exactly as you plan. Yeah. Because there's still an opportunity that's available. You just, it's just making that next right decision.
0: Well, and there's a lot in this movie that we could keep talking about, but I want to try and uh, just help parents as we're kind of wrapping up here really see how to have these conversations. Um, the the number one thing I think that's important for disciples of Jesus to have around this is that Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus has called us to be the light of the world, but we can only be the light of the world if we let Jesus shine through us. Like what really made uh, when they started cooking with grease was when people started doing kindness for kindness sake, not being kind to get something in return. The way I said it to my kids was there's a difference between being nice and being kind. Being nice is when you do something kind to get something in return. Being nice is I do something good for you so that you think well of me, or I do something that's polite in public so that everyone thinks a certain way about me. But being kind is I do what's best for you that you can't do for yourself. uh, Even if it's not something you're going to be happy about. And, um, So I think saying that's when things started to change was when these people started to do that. And as followers of Jesus, we do that by living like Jesus. Uh, That as John 1 says, that the light shone in the darkness and the darkness couldn't overcome it. That's just the nature of light. Darkness does not spread because darkness spreads. Darkness spreads because lights dim. Light by its nature pushes out the darkness, and when someone stops shining the light, when I, the, 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 the darkness doesn't come in because suddenly the darkness wants to come in. It only comes in when I turn the light switch off yep. or when I blow out the candle. That, that's when that does And so as long as we're shining, there is nothing the darkness can do, and it will try. These people try to overcome, but in the end, in the grand scheme of things, God's going to work his good out. Here's the last thing I want to mention that I just, I thought was so rich from this movie that I don't know if it intended or not. Uh, Philippians 2 gives us this picture of Jesus. It's this hymn of Jesus, that Jesus, who had all, who was made in the image of God, right? He, or not made, he is in the image of God, makes himself in human likeness, right? He is God. He has all the authority, the privilege, the power, the resources of heaven. He abandons all of that to come to a darkened world to live as a poor, human, Jewish carpenter in in an oppressed part of the world. And then from that, he dies on this cross and the light of the world enters the world, right? The son of God abandons that. And I said, this movie, and I said this to one of my daughters, this movie shows us a picture of that, but Jesus chose it. This is a privileged, wealthy kid with all this power and privilege. His dad forces him out. And he then has to learn hard lessons on how to care about other people. But I said, Jesus chose that. Yeah. Jesus had more money, more privilege, more power than than <laughs> Jesper had. And he willingly chose to leave heaven, to come to a dark town where everyone's fighting all the time yeah. and wanting to kill each other all the time. And he brought light into that world. And I said, why did he do that? And they said, because he loves us. I said, exactly. He didn't do it because he had to. He chose the cross. He chose it because he loves us. And this movie gives us a pretty good picture of that. Now, like I said, you're going to have to point out, Jesper didn't choose it. Jesper didn't want it, but Jesus yeah. did. But like I said, sometimes the movies, the images they give us are ways to counter that with what the Christian message is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So anyway, I thought that was kind of powerful.
1: Yeah, that's very powerful. I I didn't even, like when you described that, I'm like, wow, that's that's such a great image of like you said, I mean, leaving what you had, that mm-hmm. was great for you to come to a place to bring, essentially bring light. You know, like you said, of course, but it's the the idea of like he was forced out, but Jesus wasn't. Jesus yeah. did it out of love. And that's... That
0: awesome. And that we should do the same, right? That that's where we end up is we should not, we Jesper got good results, but we should do it in a better way. We, mm-hmm. Our motivation should not be to get 6,000 letters in rotation <laughs> so we can get back to pri- privilege. It's we give up all the power of privilege, whatever we have to love and serve others, because that's what Jesus did for us. Absolutely. Um, and that's a great lesson to take. So all three of us hard recommend, correct?
2: Yep. Absolutely. 100%.
1: Yeah, watch
0: it twice. Watch Klaus, watch it twice uh, and watch it with your kids. Have these great conversations because ultimately that's what we're about. We want you to have better conversations that lead your children uh, towards loving Jesus and his way of life more than anything else. We'll see you next time.